Hello, Gems. Welcome to another episode of Tiaras in Tech. I'm your host, Shelley Benhoff, and today I'm talking about career longevity with Julie Lerman. She is a Microsoft MVP, Microsoft Regional Director, Docker Captain, and Pluralsight author. She is such an inspiration to me, and we had a lot of fun talking about her career as a developer, author, and speaker spanning over 30 years. We talk about how she got started as well as her amazing experience in Entity Framework and many stories along the way. Without further ado, on to the interview. Hi, Julie. Hey, Shelly. How are you doing? I'm so good. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. Oh, well, it was really a great opportunity and excuse to actually meet as close to in person as we ever have before. I know exactly. I like sometime in the future, we will absolutely meet in person and party and, you know, have a good time. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So how about you tell us who you are, what you are working on, and please list all of your awards because you have so many. Uh, So my name is Julie Lerman. I'm a, I, I say I'm a software developer, although I guess, you know, I do a little less actual development, but I've been software developer for over 30 years. Um, and these days I do, what I do more is I coach software teams and also I do a lot of research and then create content. So we know each other through Pluralsight, creating Pluralsight videos and uh, I've written books and uh, yeah, speak at a lot of conferences and, and stuff like that. And, but you know, and I love that, but I also really love working with teams, software teams, and kind of bringing that experience that like, you know, I've been, been around for a long time, uh, experience to a team when maybe they don't have people who've, who've got that, you know, that, uh, broad uh, and, and long experience. Um, so let's see some our awards, some are not really. Um, so the award is, I have been a Microsoft MVP since 2003 every year. So wow. that's, that's something that's awarded each year. Um, and that's related to uh, really kind of community work. So, you know, the fact that I'm um, speaking at conferences and, you know, doing, doing things like that and that uh, related to Microsoft technologies. Um, I've been a Microsoft regional director for I think five years. Um, so it's not really a, a reward. It's a it's a program, and I, it's always important to explain when you're a Microsoft regional director. You don't work for Microsoft. You don't have a region, and you don't direct anything. It's just a <laughs> It's and you know people for years are like maybe we should change the name of the program. But what it is is a, a group of uh, people, re- you know, who are working in Microsoft technologies around the world. I think there's like 200 that are, you know, it's it's, it's definitely a recognition, but also kind of trusted advisors to Microsoft. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's more like that. So, uh, so that, you know, there's, we have conversations with people that, you know, you don't normally have access to and, and, uh, you know, and they will find out from us, like, you know, ask, ask things of us that, um, to get our advice. Uh, let's see, Docker captain, um, uh, I think that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> that's really a lot. And I just, you are so inspirational oh, to thanks, me. Shelley. I, I remember like wanting to know you, but like, I didn't, I didn't just want to bombard you with messages. Like, I think you're great. So I like danced around you on Twitter and and the plural site authors like the day you slid the day you slid into my DMs I was like 
oh my god oh <laughs> oh that you know that's it's really nice to hear that what I do is inspirational to other people in technology and other women in technology, mm-hmm. um, you know, but on the other hand, yeah, I've been around a while, but you know, it's like, we're, we're all in this together. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't see it. And, and I, I, you know, I always kind of step back when, when people say things like that, just because I'm like, but exactly oh, it's oh. like <laughs> yeah but I'm just a person yeah right. but it's also right. really nice to know that whatever it is I'm doing has some positive effect on other people in the community so absolutely yeah. yes um so let's talk about how you started how mm. did a you know young Julie get interested in programming and, and why have you stayed for over 30 years? Ah, that's the easier, easier one to answer. Mm-hmm. The, the first one, I'll, I'll try to make it short. Uh, so um, I, I, I actually took, first of all, I started before we had the internet, right? So it wasn't like all this information was just at your fingertips and, and readily available. Honestly, I also started before we had the internet. <laughs> we look so young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so I went to a small liberal arts, all women's college, although it's uh, now co-ed uh, called Wells College. Shout out to Wells College. Nice. Um, and I took one programming class back in 19, just, you know, back then where we had the computers were Heath kits built by the math professors. Um, one of whom was a woman, right? So here I was at an all women's college, you know, learning math from a woman, Carol Shalepsky and Arnold, her husband, they were the math professors. And, and in a place where you don't stop and think um, that, you know, oh, I shouldn't be doing this because, you know, I'm a girl. Um, although I had already had a ton of that background because my mom was a total ball buster. So okay to say that? I think we have uh, that in common. Doing, doing, I mean, she was running around the world. She was going out to Hollywood. She was just doing all kinds of stuff. Um, she did not like being called a feminist, <laughs> uh, but she, um, yeah. So, you know, we, we grew up just, you know, do whatever, right. There was just no, there was no concept of it because mm-hmm. of having that kind of a role model and, you know, and, and my dad being just so enabling of all that too. Anyway. So yeah, I took that one course, just one, I was a history major. Um, oh and goodness. wanted to get into the film industry. Right. Mm-hmm. But I moved to New York and, uh, you know, got good advice from my parents. Like, you're not going to just jump into the film industry, you know, un- unless it's couch casting. So, you know, get some kind of business experience, get up, up, up and then move over. Right. So I just, you know, ended up kind of uh, glomming onto computers. I was at a, I got a uh, kind of a dumb job uh, at uh, Penthouse Corporation because <laughs> I wanted because they also published Omni magazine. I wanted to. I was that was really the idea. I was like, well, maybe I can get over to there. Anyway, um, I there was one computer in in that whole co- huge company by back then, a thousand people, and it quickly ended up on my desk because I was figuring out how to use that. And people were asking me you know, as they started getting more computers, people asked me for help and I was figuring things out, yada, yada, yada. You know, it's just kind of all like self-taught went from there. Then I was at another job and somebody had left behind a DBase 3 book. I still have it because, you know, (laughs) it was... Is it on the other shelf? Yeah, I I absolutely still have some some books from a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this was a book. I, I'm just, why is it not right accessible on my shelf? Oh, it's because I'm wearing my glasses. Anyway, somebody, ha- I, I still have it because, you know, that was the thing that changed my life, right? Somebody left behind this dog-eared building 
applications with DBase three, and I was sick of filing, so I started, you know, making writing software to help make my job easier. That's amazing, <laughs> right? and that yeah. you know. Right. And so it was really self-taught and really for a good 10 or 15 years before I had any kind of instruction and then found a community in the Fox Pro community uh, in New York City. My first training, I picked myself up, paid for it. I was self-employed by then and flew myself out to California to take a class with Deborah Carrada. Oh, I love her. Who was like, you know, oh my oh god, my god yes. books. And now she, you know, all these years later, Bound she the and queen. her friends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but so many of us just learned so much from her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was kind of how I got started and why I'm still in it because it keeps changing and it's always fun to just keep figuring out the new stuff. They keep moving the cheese. So, you know, I'm <laughs> following the cheese for 30 years. Exactly. Yeah. I um, have a love-hate relationship with always having to learn, you know, like all, all kinds of concepts. And, but overall, when I master something is like the best feeling in the world. Recently, I um, learned Kubernetes and oh, bravo! I, I, could, <laughs> I could not get the site to come up. Like I was like, what is wrong? It took me like two or three weeks. It was a really long time. When that site came up, I cried. Yeah, I, I, I know the, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. I have a talk that I've done. um, I've done it as a keynote at at a bunch of conferences and it's about our process of learning and, you know, not beating yourself up. And I have this slide called like Julie's seven steps and it's everybody's seven steps. It's like, you know, you hear about a new thing, you kind of like set it aside, but you're like, oh, maybe interesting, right? And then you get curious and start digging in. And then it just is so hard and it's so confusing because it's all new things. And then all of a sudden you have your aha moment and it's like, oh my God, yeah. you know, we, it's, it's great. And then we just do it to ourselves over and over again, but you always know that reward's coming at the end. Exactly. Always know it's there. Yeah. Unfortunately, I did not always know. I questioned myself literally until this year. This year was the first time I was like, maybe I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry for everybody who goes through that. Exactly. I mean, we all do. And unfortunately, we constantly do. I mean, I still have, you know, huge imposter syndrome on on so many levels, yeah. especially with this last year and a half of not speaking at conferences. Yeah, it's I'm weird. A little scared to do it again because I'm like, do I have anything to say? Oh, you have things to say. <laughs> Just ask me a question. Blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Do I have something new to say? Usually is is the you know mm. the, the question. Yeah. Yes, new and really interesting. Anyway. To me, so. the most interesting talks are when people have struggled with something and they want to teach, you know, how not to struggle with that thing. Cause, um, you know, ultimately we want to help people not struggle as authors and instructors. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, yeah. Kind go, of the point. We go through a lot, like the work you did to learn Kubernetes now, when you're teaching it, you can find that, you know, lead people through the quicker path, right? Like, right. and, and even we, we can even say, by the way, this thing, you know, I really had a hard time with it. So, you know, you might hit this, 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 and this. And if you do, you know, uh, understand that this is because of that, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, but you know, we're just going to give you the shortcut, but not, you know, the only thing is what I don't like is only showing people the happy path because mm-hmm. nobody's ever going to have that experience. Nobody will. Absolutely. No. No. Yeah. I mean, and seeing have to that be a freaking, we did like, it too. Robot. <laughs> yeah. People are like, Oh my God, you're so smart. I'm like, I'm not so smart. I'm just a pit bull. Right. <laughs> and experienced. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I know how see, it goes. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So and it's almost I mean, 
always yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that experience isn't what makes it, the, the experience doesn't make it easier for me to get from point A to B. Mm-hmm. It, it makes it so that when I'm struggling, I don't beat myself up as much about it. Like I know, right. I know. I, what's going I on hope there. to reach that one day. <laughs> I'm like just starting to, but uh, yeah. So let's talk about your work with entity framework. framework. Um, for those of you who don't know, Julie is like the person on plural site for that specific technology. Right. And, and by the way, um, you know, I know it's not what you do. So no big, t- you know, like that's like Kubernetes. Yes, I can spell it K8S, mm-hmm. right? That's that's my exp- <laughs> area of expertise with Kubernetes. So, yeah. you know, um, a- anyway, so just for those of you who don't understand what I just said, it's that's how people write it out with a K and the eight in the right. middle and the S and um, I remember finding out why that is at one point, but now I can't remember. Do you? No. Yeah. So it's K. Ubernetti <laughs> is eight. Greek. Yeah. Right. Eight right. My husband figured that out. He's right. not a dev. He just looked at the word and, and was like, oh yeah. Okay. Here it is. I've been working with Kubernetes for like a while and I never, even thought about that he right right the word once and he's like that's what it is well that's because when you were looking at the word you're thinking about all of mm-hmm. the problems and he he just saw those letters yeah that's all he saw right <laughs> I, i'm guessing yeah so uh oh entity framework so entity framework is microsoft's data access platform so it's like the apis for getting data in and out of your .NET applications so I'm very familiar. <laughs> okay. Um, and well, I'm just saying that for the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anybody. So, you know, it's just it, but it's, it's not a database. Like people think I'm like DBA, like a database administrator. I'm like, no, I'm really, really bad at that. Right. So this is just about getting, getting the data in and out of your application. So um, I've always been kind of a data nerd, um, you know, Fox Pro, right? Uh, I used to access, right? So it's Same. all, you know, like my focus was, uh, I really, I really, and I love like slicing and dicing data, like doing queries and trying to find answer questions. Um, I, I don't do big data. I don't do machine learning or anything like that. But, you know, if I've got to open up SQL Server and try to write some queries, although Thanks to this data access platform, my query skills, my SQL skills are so bad now. I have to Google everything. Same. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah. So, uh, oh my gosh, I had to write a group group by statement the other day and it took me hours because, you know, like, ah, uh, anyway. So, you know, we're great at some things and and we're not experts at the other things. So entity, so Microsoft, I've always worked with like the uh, predecessors like ADO.net and RDO. And so Microsoft has had a whole bunch. And in 2006, I got invited to a, a special meeting. It was a tech ed, Microsoft's big right. um, pr- developer conference. It was in Boston. And there was this little side meeting, like little, like six people got invited and they were showing us this new object relational mapper. Now, they're referred to as ORMs. ORMs weren't new. And I'm I'm not still speaking to audience. Why stop and explain things, right? It's why we do plural state videos. Like we just Mm -hmm. can't help ourselves. (laughs) Um, So I'd never used an ORM before, although they were, you know, they were prevalent. Um, Microsoft had actually been out of the gate a couple of times trying to do ORMs and like at the last minute just pulled back on it. So um, when they started with this one, most so for me, I was like, oh, cool, because I've never seen one before. This is interesting. Uh, a lot of other people who are familiar with ORMs um, and also the history, they're like, oh, pff, you know, they tried twice before. Like, you know, we're, we're not we're not going to spend any waste any time with this. 
So I was having a lot of fun with it. And uh, because it was brand new, there was no documentation. Uh, Microsoft did not have, you know, all of the transparency they do now, right? So mm -hmm. everything I was doing, I was figuring out because I figured it out, yeah. which was really gratifying. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was still interacting with data. Um, and so uh, I start writing articles, you know, about it while they were developing it. Right. And so people, you know, I was like the only one because everybody else was like, well, they released it. And they said, this is our main data access now. And everybody was like, well, Julie, you're the only one in the world who knows anything about how this works. Wow. And in fact, even on the team, everybody was kind of specialized. Mm -hmm. And I was the only person who kind of had the whole scope of it. So in a way, I had more expertise than people who are working on the product, right? That's so it's amazing. Crazy. Right. And so suddenly I was the worldwide expert in an native framework. And um and you know I'd write an article and and I'd be they are like, Julie, it cannot be more than 5,000 words. That's already too long. I'm like, but, 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 you know, I was like exploding with all of this information I learned. And that's why I finally, I wrote the books. I wrote um, like 900, no, my first one, 800 page book on the entity framework. Wow. Now, that, yeah, the, the, there's like, you know, cool. Right. But then if you think about that whole joke, have you ever seen when people compare, um, uh, like JavaScript, the like JavaScript and then JavaScript, the important parts. And like one of the yeah. books is a hundred pages long. The other book is like 1500 pages long. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, if it takes that much effort to describe it, like, uh, um, anyway, so, you know, I have done that and did the courses on Pluralsight. My, this is really kind of cool how I started doing Pluralsight. I was just courses. about to ask. <laughs> Um, is related to Entity Framework. So Microsoft had asked me to do a series of little videos for their website on Entity Framework. And, you know, we'd gone back and forth with the contract and all that. I'd never really done a project like that before. So it was a big deal working all of that out and planning it and everything. And I had just signed the contract. Then I was in Maine. Uh, I went to Maine to speak at, oh, I was also, I went to Maine to do some consulting. And while I was there, Portland, Maine, not in the middle of summer when all the big, huge boats full of tourists are there. It was awesome. And while I was there, I got an email from Fritz Onion, who was at that time, one of the partners at Pluralsight. And they had just started transitioning from being a training company to doing the online videos because they realize it's more, um, you know, they can spread that out a lot further. Yep. And so we went out to dinner and he asked me to essentially do the same thing. I just contracted with Microsoft to do. And I was like, ah, conflict of interest. I don't know. I wish I could. So actually Pluralsight and Microsoft worked something out where I did the videos, um, Pluralsight paid me for them and I used Pluralsight's branding mm -hmm. in the videos on, you know, and then they went on to uh, Microsoft's website and, and on Pluralsight. And so that's oh. how I did the first videos. That was, yeah, that was like 11 years ago or so. Yeah. There were like 30 authors when I started. Yeah. And I think 30. like now it's hundreds right no it's just... no 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 like more like over a thousand maybe 1500 oh, okay. yeah great because they've also but you know they they've started out just microsoft and now it's just right. so much but it's everything yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. and so it's been amazing it's an amazing ride <laughs> with That's pearl site an amazing story i i love pearl site it has changed my life it, beyond belief like um it's pretty self-employed yeah that's a self-employed now <laughs> yeah how long how long have you been self-employed now it's since year? january of yeah. this year yeah great 
this is my my first year it's a struggle to not have steady income but i was prepared for this oh, it's good. So it's and fine. you know one of the one of the um, interesting problems i think we who are self employed have is this worry of it being feast or famine right and having a hard time saying no to anything and then going Oh shit. How am I going to do all these things I said I would do? Like somehow oh, doing it. I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. And it's terrible. And, and I've gotten to the point, you know, I'm quite a bit older than you. I've gotten to a point in my life where I don't want to be, you know, killing myself working 80 hours a week anymore. And I, I won't yeah. do it. So I'm being a lot more careful about that. Yeah, absolutely. I am exactly the same. I had worked way too hard. I mean, I had jobs where I I was working overtime. And then on top of that, I was a plural site author, which I, I don't know how people do it, which it was really hard. I did that for like, like four years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 Cause when I'm working on a course and basically that's my job. Yeah. And the, it's fun the period of the course, although you crank them out. It takes me, it still takes me months and months. <laughs> I feel slow. Actually, I had planned to crank out eight courses this year. We might do five or six. Yeah. If yeah. we're lucky. Yeah. So it, it takes yeah, everybody has their process. Yeah. Right. That's, that's part of it. Right. Everybody's got a process that works. And some people, some people are just so natural. They just, it seems like they just turn the camera on and turn the video recording on and they go, I mean, they plan, right. They plan and all of that, but still I have to do like many layers. I have to write and record and I can't do the audio and, um, um, coding at the same time I have to do them separately and then edit them Uh, yeah it's just yeah you know and (laughs) that is really really hard yeah like you know recording separately um people don't realize how much time it takes to line up the screen and the audio yeah I'm really you know if I decide not to do plural side courses anymore I will just put myself out there as an editor because I'm really good in Camtasia. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I am not because early on I I was like, I cannot edit myself. I cannot hear myself talk. I uh, hate it. So huh. my so you've got somebody to do that. Yeah. I've my, tried. Uh, I'm a control freak. I can't handle it. <laughs> uh, I have to do every bit of it myself. It's yeah. Stupid. I was surprised how my husband who you know is not a dev in the slightest he you know offered to edit my stuff and I was like okay well you know go ahead and try he actually one time caught a mistake I had made in the code he was like so I think there's supposed to be an if statement here because that's what you say. And I, I don't see that it. shows <laughs> what a great teacher you are. That's amazing. Because yeah, he's he's learned stuff through yep. having having to edit. But I just yep. yeah, like people who aren't technical can absolutely edit, you know, technical productions and stuff. Right. So Right. Well, if he's using, if he's editing video, he's pretty technical also. That's what I said. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's just not, you know, a coder. That's all. Yeah, totally. You know, there's a, a, a woman named uh, Mary Garrisol or Gerisol. Um, I know her mostly from Twitter. She's, she's doing a lot of um, uh, training to help people move into tech jobs, tech roles. And she's, there's something that she's done recently. I'm really curious to see it. She did this kind of webinar and she's really savvy. She's like charging for all her webinars and stuff. And she's just, you know, and she's trying to help other people, you know, make money, right. And, and uh, help people start building generational wealth in her community and you know, it's amazing. So this one topic she was doing 
was about boring jobs in tech that pay well. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that's, that's funny. brilliant. Right. It like is brilliant. For, right. Because there's all this conversations about, oh, you have to, you know, be like so passionate. You shouldn't be doing it just for the money. It was like, wait a minute. It's a job. It's a job. A job yeah. is for money so you can live. Right. And, and she's like, yeah, you know, maybe you just want a good high paying job in tech. These, these get overlooked. Everybody's like, oh, code, 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 or UI, or, you know, JavaScript, or whatever. Um, and and she's like, here's all these other kinds of tech jobs that, you know, they might be a little less exciting, but they pay really well, right? Yeah. And and making sure people are aware of them. And like, oh, that's, you know, get that, that whole, like, you know, oh, but I'm not technical. Like, you absolutely. Know, you know, somebody who's like an amazing knitter, right? Like, <laughs> I can't knit, right? Like these, yeah. you know what I mean? Or like an amazing cook get it makes all these great recipes and you know like it's all technical right yeah <laughs> i am so passionate about letting people know who work in tech like that they are technical and also that they work in tech people who are like management or especially testers i i've seen this so many times where testers don't think that they're technical but they couldn't test for technical <laughs> I, I can't even put technical. that together yeah right right wow. I, yeah like seriously you don't have to code to be technical yeah actually you know I know that uh my friend Lisa Crispin who she is like a revered person in like uh like automated technology, automated testing, you know, she's written books. She speaks at conferences all over the world. She is in that, you know, in the, like the agile and testing community, she is like high goddess. Right. And, uh, and she's always beating herself up about, you know, that she doesn't have really good coding skills and it's so hard for her to learn. And, and, and it's just like, no, no, you're amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I think part of it is that as women, if we have confidence in anything, we're like bragging about it or something. And so a lot of us minimize it. I think, but, um, you know, me, I've started to give zero fucks. So, <laughs> you know, I, I will celebrate all of my, <laughs> all of my things, but for you. at times, like, you know, I, I question why am I still here? Why am I still in tech? But the answer is always that I love to code and nobody will ever tell me what to do with my life. Oh, like, uh, yeah. This is probably why I'm self-employed. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> why I'm self-employed. You know, Microsoft yep. has come after me a number of times to come work for them. And my husband always likes to remind me, you know, maybe not a good idea because you don't like being told what to do. I'm the same. I hate it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Especially when like, I know I'm right. Uh, and I've taught stuff and somebody, you know, tells me I'm wrong and then doesn't have anything to back up why they think that. Like, okay, oh, tell me I'm wrong. Oh, publish a book and put like... it on Amazon and then look at the reviews. <laughs> yeah. Speak at a Microsoft conference, like the old, old days of Microsoft conference where, um, you know, people are evaluating you uh, and rating you and then you go into the speaker room and there's this like competition of your scores and what? oh oh it's awful oh it was, my it God. was yeah I, I never I, heard I hated that. it the only time I loved it was when I did a co-presented with this guy Chris Sells who's brilliant and a brilliant live coder um and we did this amazing session 
And it was really funny because we were giving each other shit the whole time. I was presenting the ideas and he was live coding the whole time, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, like, because you can't, it's so hard to, it's like, you know, if I could split myself in two anyway, that was like the highest rated session of like, you know, beyond anything uh, I've ever done. So it was fun to go in the speaker room and see like, we were way up high. I'm like, Oh my God, the only time (laughs) in my life, there was like 700 people in the room and yeah. And there was only one person like in the evals who kind of complained about, you know, that it was more like a more, it was a little too entertaining, but you know, too entertaining yeah like not hardcore enough and and that's the funny the funny part about that is that usually when I'm I mean I still have fun when I'm presenting but I'm like this is serious I've got all this information I need to relate to you so I'm like you know I'm like not you know I'm not putting on a show right because I'm too busy (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually the opposite. I I am putting on a show. I am um, trying to educate in an entertaining way, which is exactly why I started to wear tiaras while I spoke. And the first time um, I had a moderator and he messaged me before and was like, should I wear a tiara? And he did. We didn't talk about it. We just acted like it was totally normal. I love it. And I like, oh, what do I have that could be a tiara? (laughs) I still have this funny hat that has a twirly thing on it. That's all. That's awesome. Anyway. Yeah. Um, So over the years um, in tech, since you have worked, you know, through many decades, um, have you had any challenges as a woman overall? You know, I, I don't know if I'm just, I like to forget things Mm -hmm. or, um, I'm, I'm naive about it, about some of my experiences. I don't know if they're, I, you know, I never, I don't know if that was because I was a woman. I know, you know, I've had definitely had challenges. I, you know, I do think that um, with some of the jobs, I think the way I was treated um, and I was young also, you know, in my twenties, I think, I think I was treated the way I was treated because, you know, I was a young girl. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, mostly the, the, I think that the two situations that are memorable for me were when I had had enough and I found myself another job and I gave my two weeks notice. This happened at two jobs. At uh, one job, the guy who was the head of this whole big department. He was a Navy SEAL. And you have ever hear how like Navy SEALs are like, you hardcore. know, really <laughs> hardcore, ex- like excellent managers, like in terms of getting things done and everything. Mm. And he'd always championed me because I was doing some great things, right. Really innovative things. Um, but my boss left and they didn't give me his job. They hired some random outside guy and I was still doing the job for him. Right. And I just finally was like, I found found another job, gave, gave my notice. And the Navy SEAL came into my cubicle and um, you know, was offering uh, a promotion, a big salary, and all this kind of stuff. Like if I would stay, and I said, you know, I've already made this other commitment, and you know, it's kind of too little, too late. Yeah, I don't know how I explained it. And suddenly, he turned from Doctor Jekyll to Mister Hyde, or was yep. it the other way around, and he was threatening me. And I was terrified, but I somehow held my ground. And I'd been through something similar to that um, before, you know, when I was like 24 and it was the same kind of situation. That was the place where I taught myself to program the first time with that Fox Pro book. Um, And the 
uh, owner of the company, somebody who, again, I looked up to, is like a father figure to me. Mm-hmm. And it was the same kind of thing. I'd gotten over, you know, I'd done all this innovative stuff and um, got overlooked when it came to, you know, to salary promotions kind of stuff. And I finally was like, eh, and I, you know, went and found another job. And um, he, did the same thing, brought me to his office, offered me a promotion, offered me a raise, offered me all this stuff. And I said, you know, I'm really sorry. I've already made this other commitment. Yeah. Right. And it was the same thing, right? He just turned evil and started railing on me, right? Both scenarios made me say I made the right decision. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. But that was hard, especially when yeah. the one when I was like 24. That was, you know, no, I did not start sobbing. No, I didn't give in. Right. But oh, I yeah. was, it was, I, I did not have the kind of I didn't I, I didn't have that kind of confidence, I think. You know, yeah. I wasn't like a real kick-ass kind of a person. I was a good girl. I really was. I yeah. was like a good girl. Right. Uh and and you know, so it was really that was those are really interesting, difficult situations. Yeah. So and I'm I really so think you, you know, I manage, you know what I say? It all goes into Julie soup. I've been saying that for so long and it's true. I mean, you know, all these experiences, like, you know, I am who I am today because of them. So exactly. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and then I had people like, you know, my mom and my dad, I could talk to about these things and they're like, go Julie. Good (laughs) job. You're awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I've had experiences where managers, you know, utterly failed me. Um, and I left. And for me in my everyday life, if I'm talking to a man and I disagree with them or I say, no, that is the first reaction is anger. Hmm. And it's scary. Like you said, it's yeah threatening actually. Yeah. 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 But I've, you know, I, I, I um, uh, I don't have any strong memories of, um, you know, other kinds of problems, mm-hmm. you know, sexual harassment. kind yeah. of harassment. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I think at this point, like in my current career, in my current role in the community, um, I, I think some of that has to do with the fact that I'm older and I have this respect and this reputation. So, you know, you know, or maybe it's just because I'm old, like, you know, I don't know. You're not old, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in, you know, relative, do you know what I mean? But um, I I remember being at a conference, I was with a a girlfriend uh, where I was meeting her in her hotel lobby and there were two guys there, and afterwards, when we went out, she's like, man, that guy was flirting with you so much. I'm like, who, what? She's it like, just you're over. so <laughs> clueless, right? Because it just doesn't even, you know, I'm married and like, it just doesn't even occur to me. Yeah. Like, oh, somebody was, I'm still flirtable? Cool. <laughs> I know. It's such a like weird situation when you're older that when you're flirted with or even harassed to a point like it's I don't get it I don't I don't see it I don't I yeah I don't know. yeah like it's that I could be so that weird. clueless but she she still teases me if she sees this she's going to be like texting me going <laughs> yeah you are so clueless <laughs> that is what happened but but yeah nothing nothing you know overt or awful like so much of what we read about now and what a lot of, a lot of people are experiencing a lot of people experience, not just, you know, not just women. That is true. Yeah. I experienced it a lot more early on, like luckily for women, as we get older, you know, like we aren't as 
out there. Um, I don't want to be invisible, but yeah, you know. same. Yeah. 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 I would, yeah. I would rather be um, respected for my mind and code than looks overall. Yeah. I think that that's in, in our industry, just overall, honestly, in life, (laughs) just joking, you know, like once in a while at the grocery store, somebody like, (laughs) it's just, you know, and I'm just saying this, I hope I'm not horrifying anybody. I'm just saying this because it's been so long. (laughs) I understand. Yeah. I, as you know, I recently lost like a lot of weight and I, have noticed at the grocery store male clerks greeting me with a smile and I'm just you know noticed whereas when I weighed like 210 pounds I was invisible yeah you know I'll tell you something really interesting so I lost um I lost like 40 pounds a bunch of years ago and it just you know made a difference but the thing that was really noticeable to me was there were women in my kind of social circle that were suddenly paying attention to me that yeah had not before and that was really weird it's yeah weird really strange yeah 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 hmm. oh well <laughs> anyway what are you going to do yeah um, so back to tech <laughs> back to tech so what advice do you have um, in terms of careers and handling situations? Well, maybe some of it, you know, handling the situation. So I, I am not somebody who's who you want to look to for advice of the really serious stuff that gets legal issues, right? Like I'm, I'm not giving that. I, I, you know, that's, I do not pretend to have good advice about that. Um, but for, you know, less, less big, uh, issues, I think some of it is, you know, swallow that imposter syndrome. Sometimes you got to pretend like, you know, like what I did, when I was in those two particular situations with the manager and the owner, you know, like, believe me, I just wanted to, you know, slide down into a puddle and start crying. But yeah. I just, you know, I, I just had to pretend just to get through that so that they did not see me that they, they, you know, if I didn't feel strong, they still saw me strong in, in terms of uh, having you know, self-respect. Um, and yeah, it makes me sad to see, well, anybody really, um, downplaying themselves and saying, I'm just, uh, you know, something and constantly apologizing and and all of (laughs) that. It's, it's hard. It's hard not to, because it's been ingrained, into us and and sometimes you have to act you know just act and and uh, pretend your way through it you know maybe it's a, a fake it till you make it right but uh, yeah you know Absolutely. but then but yeah and then you'll see you know you'll see maybe see people responding to you differently and like like you've said like you just starting to realize you know maybe you're not an imposter well the you know the rest of us see that you're not the rest of us are well aware of it (laughs) thank you so much yeah I I always feel really strange when people like look at me and they think that I have my shit together and I'm just like I don't think so (laughs) all all like that but you know even the bottom line is uh for me is you know we we absolutely, you, you belong where you want to be. Yeah. Right. You want to be in the tech industry, like do what you want to do follow, you know, like, you know, I get it. I thinking about Mary Gerasol, like, and, and this whole, also this whole, uh, conversation that's been going on about, you know, 
passion versus, you know, it's okay to work for a salary, right? Like, yeah. so there's your motivation, right? Whether it's, be, you know, whichever your motivation is, right? But yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it breaks my heart to see people driven away from something that they really want to do because other people are assholes. Exactly. Yeah. I could talk to you about this all day, but unfortunately we do need to wrap up. So why don't you tell us, you know, what you're working on and promote yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm actually starting to say yes to conferences again, virtual, not ready to travel. So, um, getting ready to speak at um, some conferences. And I love the variety. Some want me to talk about domain-driven design. Um, I'm gonna be keynoting a DDD conference. Um, and, and they want, the conference is about learning DDD. And, and some people said, oh my gosh, that's what Julie, you know, that's what she's always talking about. Not, not just here's how to do this thing, but how can, you know, how can we make it easier for people to learn? Um, I'm going to be doing another keynote, um, on a topic I care about a lot. It's called living with your legacy because, oh. you know, everybody's like, Oh, I don't want to, I want to work on brand new stuff. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, my career is going down the toilet cause I'm working on legacy software, which is, you know, so I want people to, you know, to help people understand, like it's normal. And here's some of the things you can do. Um, and, you know, so totally different kind of topics. And then I'm going to do like a, this deep dive on EF. Of course, I've got a bunch of plural site courses on the plate that um, I have to get out, get, get working on. And I'm having fun doing coaching for uh, software, well, the software teams at companies or, you know, software companies, um, coaching and, and doing some work there. So I really like that. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I look up to you so much. Um, oh, and I just, I thank you for taking the time to talk to me and inspire a whole lot more people. Hopefully oh, thank you to this. Such yeah. a pleasure. And so nice to finally like face to face with you. I know this, but, this way. All right. Zoom, zoom face. All right. Thanks Bye-bye. again. Today's episode is sponsored by Pluralsight. Pluralsight is the premier learning platform for technology skills. With a Pluralsight subscription, you can have access to thousands of courses created by industry experts, including myself, covering topics from programming languages to soft skills, including leadership and management. Visit trsintech.com Pluralsight to get started with a free 10-day trial today. If you want to support us, please like, subscribe, and share this episode with your fellow gems. Let me know in the comments what other topics you would like me to cover. Thanks for watching or listening, and have a great day.